You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello, everybody. Welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. I did it right just for Jeff, who is in the studio with me, along with Matt. I'm almost confused. Good evening, fellas. How are you doing? Getting some work in tonight. Thought I'd (laughs) show up to the studio. It's yeah, a, what's going on? It's a really rare gift that uh-huh. we're given with Matt in the yeah. studio. Especially with a, a, a special missing person. I would yeah. say, but a rarer gift. A mm-hmm. rare gift. A Neil-less episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that a gift or a curse? I don't know. I'm surprised he trusts us. We'll find <laughs> out. We are in his apartment. <laughs> yeah, but sitting in Neil's seat, a good friend of ours, Jeremy Goodson. He is from Shy City, Chicago, mm-hmm. if you will. That's what we call it. And uh, he's Shy Cruiserweight City? Champion. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Yeah, thanks for your support. And uh, we see you all the time at Trivia Night. Mm-hmm. And now Karaoke Night, I guess. Yeah, we're uh, dragging uh, Ken and Jeff out to karaoke with some of the other uh, trivia regulars. Doing a lot of singing there, Jeff? Nope. Not, none at all, right? One of these days. One of these One days. One of these days. Yeah. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about yourself. I uh, grew up in the area here. I'm an IT tech. I work with uh, grocery stores and uh, restaurants and stuff like that for their uh, POS systems. Okay. Uh, cool. I'm a dad. I have a five-year-old. Seven-year-old. Holy crap. Wow. He's growing up on me fast. He's yeah. five. He's seven. By the time this episode comes out, he'll be nine. Exactly. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Maybe ten. <laughs> it depends how long I take on the editing. I was saying, yeah. but we're not that far ahead. Right. Well, he's going to be on a team with Jeff today. I'm going to be asking the questions. And coming to us over Skype is Carlos Castillo. Thank you for joining us all the way from Detroit. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, and you're also a Cruiserweight champion, so we appreciate your support. And uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Uh, well, I, I'm uh, living here in the Midwest by choice. I'm actually originally from Texas. Okay. And uh, yeah, been been uh, working here in the Detroit area in the auto industry for almost 10 years now. I've been enjoying it pretty good mm, they still make cars there sometimes i haven't kept up with the news yeah few not in like detroit proper anymore oh, but it's, yeah it's all in auburn gm has a plant down there but i think that's it yeah sad day well we appreciate you joining us on that note <laughs> Ooh, uh, you're gonna be teaming up with matt did you i think you guys were the jays right yeah right. jeremy, jeremy and, and jeff, jeff we're gonna yeah. be uh jj no abrams all right, how about you guys? Did you you have anything? Um, Maybe the Pistons. <laughs> yeah, uh, Matt, Matt, and Carlos. It could be MC, MC Scat Matt. I don't know. MC Hammer. MC Hammer. <laughs> sure. 
All MC right. Hammer. Sounds good. Why not? And JJ No Abrams. <laughs> and JJ No Abrams. All right, let's toss it over to the rules guy. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. I am the cream. All right, good reading today. Mm-hmm. All right, let me I like just... the uh, Gene Simmons flair. The, the classic reading, I would say. <laughs> let me just uh, take a look at my questions here and find out where I should start. How about question one? Mm, it's a sports question. Unorthodox. Yeah. Let's do it. If you insist. <laughs> All right, here we go. The Vancouver Canucks have announced two simultaneous jersey retirements for next season. Numbers 22 and 33. What two players are receiving this honor? And I will take last names. I have an idea. Jeopardy rules. Matt, I don't know anything about hockey. Perfect. Yeah, this is going to be rough. You're from Detroit? I'm from Texas. Oh, that's right. You're from Texas. They have a hockey they team, have a, too. Yeah, hockey team. All right. I'm from Houston. <laughs> they do fair. not have a hockey team. They do not. Couldn't, couldn't ask an Astros question? Nah. Okay. <laughs> Baseball. <laughs> Boring. Yeah, Ken, Ken's a hockey fan. Yeah. You couldn't tell. When he said it was sports, I'm like, that's going to be hockey. a hockey question. <laughs> Jumping right into it. Yeah, yes. I feel like I'm off to a riveting start here with uh, no clue whatsoever. I have maybe one guess, but we need both, one or the other. You need, you need both. I will accept last names only, mm-hmm. though. Since you have no idea and I'm... 99% sure here. Why don't we just lock in and let them chat it? Yep, sounds good. We are locked in. Roberto Luongo comes to mind. Uh, he was with the team for a long time. I know, right? Luongo. <laughs> yeah, Luongo. I mean, he was so beloved that he's actually trashing great guy. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's a great goalie, great guy. It's good to know he's a great guy. He's uh, also a heck of a hockey player, but uh, yeah, they, they once threw trash at him when they lost one of the series. Yeah. Was that the conference final? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was he was a great goaltender. He's one of the only Canucks I can really think of that they might consider retiring a jersey. Do you know any others? Or sweater, sorry, Ken. Sweater. I, um, I put jersey in my question. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, no, I uh, Luongo would probably be the only one from the Canucks I can think of off the top of my head. If you said Blackhawks, this might be a little bit easier. Mm. But you know, uh, do you have a good uh, like Canadian uh, last name? Guy Lafleur. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've, I've only got Roberto Luongo, and uh, I'll let you pick the other one. Like, I, I know he never played for the team, but Niemi would be a name that comes up. Okay. But. We'll go uh, Luongo and Niemi. Yeah, I think that the trick is that there's two of them. It's at the same time. And I think you only have to know one last name because I think it's the Sedin twins. So I'm going to say the Sedins. Heinrich and whatever the other one. Yes. Patrick or something. The correct answer is Daniel and Henrik Sedin. Yeah. Yeah. So Sadine and Sadine would have been acceptable. Good job, Matt. All right. Good job, Matt. And now I can retire for the rest of the game. Good job. Moving on to question two. While we are often referred to as the four horsemen of the trivia apocalypse, the biblical versions of the four horsemen represent what evils? And I'd like two of the four. So all I need are two of the four horsemen. I feel like I knew this Rick like Flair, two weeks ago. Anderson. I make this joke every, every uh, single time. I'm going to consult with my partner here, but I, I think I can lock in. All right, Carlos, what do you got? Uh, not not too much. Um, so I'm pretty sure that pestilence is one of them. Yeah, that that sounds right. And then I th- and it's like 
Famine might be another one. Is that this? Is that kind of the same thing? Pestilence and famine. I don't know. I th- I think they're different. Okay. They I I only know this from this awful season of Dexter, where the four horsemen. <laughs> the last season. It was like a. Oh. Uh, I think I it's the next to last that. season because oh, the last season was just about him trying to bang his sister. <laughs> Weird season. He ends up being a lumberjack. Spoiler. Just kidding. Yeah, that actually that happens. might be the most non-committal ending of a television show <laughs> yeah. ever. It deserved it's like its 3.4 IMDb rating. Question mark? He's not. But yeah, if you're okay with it, we can lock in with Pestilence and Famine. Yeah, let's go with that. Perfect. I was pretty sure Pestilence was on that list, uh, yeah. but Jeremy, I think, has two of the other four, so we went uh, Death and War. Is that correct? Yes, Perfect. Death and War. Pull that from the... Uh... Now I can't. Darksiders games? Mm. Well, I did have death and I crossed it out, so let's see if I screwed myself. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I might get some emails on this one, but the four that I have are Conquest, War, Famine, and Plague. Oh. Oof. So no no points this time. That's okay. I got We got one, so I feel good about we it. We got one. Not bad. Yeah, I'll take it. All right. Moving on to question three. The often overquoted line, you put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable is actually from a movie I'm pretty sure no one saw. Maybe Neil. Um, what is the name of this Mike Myers and Gwyneth Paltrow film, Lost to Memory and History, aside from that line featured in the trailer? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know this one. You know it? Yeah, I don't know the name of the film, though. Oh, you do this uh, sometimes, where you're like, laugh like you you got it, yeah, and then we're like, like, do you know it? You're like, no. Because I'm, 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 that's as close <laughs> as I'm going to get. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, it's this movie I can't remember the name of. Yeah. Like, great. I can't think of another name for it, but that, that, that could definitely be. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Okay, we'll lock in an answer. All right. So pop culture, not your not your bag over there. Um. It's hit, hit or miss. Um, the only thing I got is maybe The Love Guru. I never actually saw that one. So my first thought was The Love Guru because nobody saw it. Um, it was originally supposed to be an Austin Powers uh, sequel, and they changed the huh. script. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, and then I was also thinking Cat in the Hat because I don't was Gwyneth Paltrow in Cat in the Hat. I, I don't know who else was in that movie. Was some small children. She was excellent as Hat. <laughs> she was the Hat. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very different movie. <laughs> I, I I'm I'm good with lo- locking in with the uh, Love Guru. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll lock in with that. Yep. Mike Myers is like a pilot in this, and Gwyneth Paltrow is a stewardess, mm. and I think it's called stewardesses. Okay. Something like that. Or just stewardess. stewardess? I'm not sure. I know go, I've heard of it. So you want to go stewardess? That, yeah, I'm good okay. That. We've, we've gone stewardess. All right. This is a movie about flight attendants, but it's called A View from the Top. That's oh. Right. You guys are so close. I've heard of that. Nobody's seen that movie. No. I didn't see it. I saw the trailer, though. <laughs> it's a good trailer. Not really. Nah. No. All right. Moving on to question four. Radiohead's album, The Benz, has three songs in which the title consists of just one word, but only in one of them can the word be used as an adjective or an adverb. What is the name of this song? Mm-hmm. Once again, Radiohead's album, The Benz, has three songs in which the title consists of just one word, but only in one of them can the word be used as an adjective or an adverb. What is the name of this song? Yeah, I think that makes sense both ways. Yeah, I'm... I'm I'm going. I'm okay with that. That's the only one I can come up with. We'll lock in. You happen to be a big REM fan, Radiohead. Uh no. Okay. Not not so much. How about Radiohead? We're, we're Radiohead. <laughs> <laughs> <Take it. laughs> 
Um, Can't write this Because that would be more helpful for this yeah. question. I was wondering why he was asking me about REM. Oh, no. I think it's creep. Wouldn't that be an adjective and an adverb? You can creep, and somebody is a creep. I'm a creep, right? Is that how that works? I creep towards the answer. Sure. I'm just going to... I think it's around <laughs> Halloween time. Maybe he had it on the brain. I don't know. Radiohead song titles, so sure, why not? That's that's one that I know because this weird kid in high school did a cover of it, and it was really awkward, and we all watched it. Um, so we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna lock in with creep. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely one of the most famous songs, but uh, we we think we can use it both ways, so yeah. we went with creep. Uh, based on my research, the song uh, I gave a little hint that there was just one word in the title, and the song is called Just. Because mm. oh. you just do it to yourself. Is Creep not on that album? Is that I don't. I don't think know if so. it is. I That's don't know their probably. albums. All right. All right. Well, I'm sure our listeners will let us know. Uh, this is a listener submitted question. The listener is me because I edit the episodes. In <laughs> Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, Anakin Skywalker makes it abundantly clear mm. that he dislikes sand. Gets Starting everywhere. with the declaration, "I don't like sand." Anakin goes on to list four reasons that he does not like sand. Tell me two reasons that he doesn't like sand. Jeremy, this is all you have never seen this movie. <laughs> oh, Jeremy's seen the movie, right? And I am a gigantic Star Wars fan. These are not my favorite movies in the series, but right. I have seen them a bunch. Um, I will say his reasons are redundant. I feel like I'm failing my Star Wars fandom right now. Are you a Star Wars fan, Carlos? A little bit. You remember this scene? Not a clue. It's a very funny scene. Uh, he does not care for it. I almost said the quote out loud, and I'm glad I didn't. But we can lock in because I have a I have a good idea on this one. Okay, sounds good. All right, Jeremy, what what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm just coming up with ways you can describe sand because for some strange reason this pot the spot in the movie is completely blanking to me right now. You you blanked it out. It yeah. was traumatic mm-hmm. and. I sort of feel remember. like well, I've it comes seen... after forty-five minutes of Senate discussion, so it, it yeah. Could be, yeah, I sort of feel like I've maybe out. seen a, a YouTube video poking fun at this, but I mean, like, is he just complaining like sand is everywhere or something? Yeah, like, well, it's I think everywhere, that's what it was. Like, that, that's yeah. wrecks something. Yeah, that's kind of what I've okay. put down. Great, um, go through gut. Okay, so we're gonna lock in with that. Yep, you, you guys locked in. Wait, yeah, you, what okay. are you locking in with? Uh, we're just locking with gets everywhere and it's messy. Yeah, so it's definitely he doesn't like it because it gets everywhere. And I think he also doesn't like it because it's coarse. So I said it's coarse and it gets everywhere. All right. According to Anakin Skywalker, sand is coarse, it's rough, it's irritating, and it gets everywhere. Yeah. Ah. Hey. So points job, for Matt. MC Hammer. <laughs> Hammer don't hurt him. That's what they said. Uh, right. Except Hammer is hurting us because yeah. if I'm if I'm looking at the scores correctly, it's uh <laughs> it's thirty to zero. Yeah, oh jeez, mm. pitching a shutout. <laughs> All right, let's see if we could turn this thing around. Number six, Boards of Canada, a sometimes ambient electronic music group from Scotland, not Canada actually, lent an eerie song called "Beware the Friendly Stranger" to what Flash animation web series? Oh my god. Does that mean anything to you, Carlos? Do you have any idea here, or are we just this is nonsense to you? I I, I can't think of any Flash a- animation web series. I mean, I can think of like Stick Death or whatever, but yeah. I don't really know. I forgot that one. Oh, that's a good one. That's the one where those the things fight, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's cool. I forgot about that one too. If you haven't seen that, look it up. It's pretty interesting. 
I, uh, if you don't have any ideas, I can lock in with the flash animation that I know <laughs> and that I don't think it is, but it might be. Sure. S- sounds good, Matt. Look at us locking in all the time. <laughs> you apparently know the answers. <laughs> so, so the so the one you wrote down is Homestar Runner. Correct. Yeah. Which yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything ambient in that. The other one I wrote down, which I know originally was Flash animated, but then would have moved on to different animation is Salad Fingers. Are you familiar with that one? I, I've never heard of that one. That one's one. super creepy. I just know that in this one they had random songs every once in a while, and then obviously the big one, you know. Trogdor. Yeah. We can go Homestar Runner. All right. Well, I guess we're Homestar locking in with Runner Homestar Runner. Yeah, I thought maybe it was the theme song to Teen Girl Squad, which is kind of a, a little <laughs> instrumental ditty. Love uh, Teen Girl Squad. So, uh, so he locked in with Homestar Runner, too. Okay. I did mention that the song Beware the Friendly Stranger was pretty eerie sounding because it was Salad Fingers. Ah, uh, sorry. When he said Salad Fingers out loud, I'm like, yeah, that's the answer. I've never seen that one. It's creepy. Yeah, Very creepy. It's out of context these days. It might be a little weird. I heard a guy got fired because he was showing it to his uh, class. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I have to see it. Yeah. All right. It's next really question. Good. Maximum Ride is a series of young adult fantasy novels that have also received a manga adaptation. And they're by what notable author more known for adult thrillers and romances? We're locked in. Locked this in. is quite the Ken question not a really. series of questions well yeah <laughs> uh how much manga do you read carlos uh, exactly zero yeah we're in the same boat um what authors would you say fit in the adult thriller and romance category maybe a maybe a clancy maybe a. I yeah i i have a hard time classifying Cl- clancy as any kind of romance but sure well, why I mean, not if, you, if there's it's subtext you have to think. <laughs> <laughs> it's there but it's under the the Rainbow Six is yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on behind the the curtain of Rainbow Six. <laughs> yeah. All right, Tom Clancy. It is the guns are all a metaphor. Yeah. And unfortunately, I have actually read one of these, and mm. I have also read a lot of his other books. Uh, that'd be James Patterson. Mm. Yep. I found this to be very strange that James Patterson wrote this. Yeah, we got points. Yeah. Ooh, we're on the board. Don't call it a comeback. All right, coming up with question eight. Fill in the title of this 2018 film starring Sam Elliott, the man who killed blank and then blank. Finish the title of this 2018 film starring Sam Elliott, the man who killed blank and then blank. Ooh, I must have missed this one. Sam Elliott was in a movie in 2018? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Is it good? Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty good. It was not when you when you hear the answer, I will say that this movie was not how I expected it to go. <laughs> it's like I know it's something weird, but they don't go together okay. like <laughs> I, I don't know at all, but you seem to be onto something, so I'm gonna let I'm gonna let uh, you lock with this. Whatever right. you, whatever you decide. All right, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna lock with it. I don't think that second name's right, but uh, Okay. Do you have any ideas? Not so much. The the only name that came to mind is the man who killed Caesar, but I don't think that's a movie. Have you just you just felt like you've heard that before? That it sounds familiar in some capacity. I can't tell you why. Well, that is better because I was gonna say a two mate, the radio star, and that is not. <laughs> <laughs> so we can say the man who killed Caesar, and then also, <laughs> <laughs> who else did he kill? Man who killed Caesar and then napped. What is that? <laughs> 
I mean, that may be more uh, more there on the nose we had. This, um, is, this is the worst Mad Libs game ever. <laughs> I, I remember seeing the poster. I'm like, that sounds really weird. And I, I can't put the names in there for sure. So I thought it was the man who killed Don Quixote. Mm-hmm. And then I couldn't remember the second one, but I wasn't sure. So I put, and then Hitler. Okay. All right. You're on the right track. The man who killed uh, Don Quixote was a different movie. Ah. Mm. Um, but this was the man who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot. <laughs> right. <laughs> Does that happen in the movie? It, both events do happen in the movie, uh, but <laughs> I gotta alert. say yeah. it was not the kind of movie I thought it was gonna be. It okay. was actually uh, pretty heartfelt. Oh, yeah. It was a love of love story with the Bigfoot. Yeah, kind of. Sam Elliott and the Bigfoot. Harry and the Hitlersons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there's an episode title. Thank you, Jeff. And uh, question nine. The lance or spear said to have pierced the side of Jesus on the cross in Christian belief is said to have belonged to what centurion? What's the name of the centurion? All right. You guys are locked in? Yeah, we're locked in. All right. Um, So what are we thinking? So you have no names, right? Right. Oh, that's not good. (laughs) Yeah. doesn't really help us in our current predicament. So we don't know. So... Uh, we'll just say uh, Judas came back with a spear. And, uh, Man, that Judas. Judas. <laughs> it's Judas. I mean, Judas did betray Jesus. Uh, I think the person we're talking about may have been like the public official yeah. who helped condemn him. Um, but we want Pontius Pilate. Okay, not bad guesses. Um, but the spear is said to have belonged to Longinus. The spear mm. of Longinus. Oh, yeah. Him. Yes, that, that, that does sound familiar. All right. Yeah. See, it sounded familiar. At least it sounds familiar. <laughs> We're on right. our way. I, I wouldn't have pulled it, but it sounds familiar. <laughs> Hopefully, this will be some T-ball for you guys. All uh, right. Question 10. These haven't been so far. <laughs> the band Lustra is actually not mm. fronted by a popular actor, but did manage to obtain some popularity after lending a song to what 2004 film? Yeah. You're good? Yep. Good. I got oh, it. Finally. I might actually break my streak to do this at karaoke. But... Uh, do you know this one, Carlos? I don't. Uh, this is Scotty Doesn't Know. And I believe uh, the movie is... That's a Euro Trip. Euro Trip, yeah. <laughs> I know that one. Uh, there you go. <laughs> I was hoping he was going to say the other one, the uh, prequel. But uh, no, we uh, also went with Euro Trip because Scotty doesn't know. Mm-hmm. The answer is Euro Trip. And yeah, Scotty doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Fronted by Matt Damon. And yeah, Matt we did hear Damon. this song at uh, karaoke yeah. the other day, but I wrote the question before that happened. So I was like, it's unfair to change it just because Jeff heard it. So And also, no guarantees I know the movie. Also, we talked about it repeatedly all the time. Oh, Matt, <laughs> I love this song. <laughs> okay, at the end of round one, looks like uh, MC Hammer is up 30, and uh, the JJs have 20. Mm-hmm. So tough first round. Hopefully, you can rack up some uh, points on this swing round that has everything and nothing to do with elements. Okay. All right. Every answer to a question in this round is an element, but it's specifically designed to infuriate Jeff <laughs> because I'm going to give you the atomic number and then a film description that contains the name of the element in it. So the, your answer will just be the name of the element contained in that film title. Okay. okay. All right. So number one, Atomic Number 10, or a film about modeling and some other stuff from Nicholas Wending Refn. Number two, Atomic Number 80, or a 1998 film about an FBI agent protecting a code-breaking kid. Number three, Atomic Number 79, 
or a 2019 film that's a reboot, I mean a reboot, of a cartoon. Number four. Topic number 50, or an animated joint effort from Spielberg and Jackson. Number five. Atomic number 47, or a bad 2007 superhero sequel featuring mocap and effects makeup actor Doug Jones in a title role. Number six, uh, extra points, 10 to be specific, if you can name the element that appears in the better superhero sequel he appeared in the following year. So same actor, following year, another superhero sequel that he was in. But no number? No number on that one. Number seven, atomic number 33, or a 1944 dark comedy with Cary Grant. Okay, number eight is Atomic Number 26, or a 1999 film featuring Vin Diesel in a voice role. Number nine, Atomic Number 6, or the film in which Denzel Washington received his introducing credit. And ten, Atomic Number 78, or a Frank Capra film from 1931 in which a rich woman marries a reporter. So I'm going to give you guys a couple minutes to think about those, and we'll be right back with the answers. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off. My rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Was, or call the police. Or call the police like she should have, <laughs> exactly. What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. So as you guys uh, think about these answers, let me just uh, remind our audience to check out our Patreon pl- page, please. Where can we find that, Jeff? Uh, link is in the show notes. It is patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. Um, if you are willing and able to support our show, we'd be very appreciative. Um, we're very thankful for our patrons. They are the entire reason that our show is possible. And um, I, I can't say enough good about all of them. So thank you to yeah. those who support the show. Thank you and come claim your yeah. goodies. Yeah, Jeremy, how do you like those uh, bonus episodes? I enjoy them very much. Yeah. Ooh, I like this it's a nice uh, change of pace. Yeah, we get wacky on the bonus episodes. Yeah, they're uh, more like after dark type specials yeah. than the <laughs> other ones. If you like the lack of seriousness, you will like the bonus episodes. And uh, and uh, 
Carlos probably hasn't gotten his sticker yet, so I'm not going to ask him. But where is your uh, cream of the crop sticker, Jeremy? I still haven't put it on anything uh, yet, but I have it sitting at my computer desk, deciding to figure out where I'm going to put it. Once you have an object fine enough for the sticker, right? <laughs> exactly, it has to it be. must be it's, a worthy surface. It's just yeah. gratifying <laughs> to know that you are the cream of the crop. And yeah. uh, so we, again, we're thankful to our patrons. There's a lot of great things that we offer in return uh, for your your monthly support. So thank you so much. Awesome. And if not that, grab some swag at our uh, at our shop too. Mm-hmm. We got some new T-shirts. Coming in fact, out. Matt is wearing a triviality hoodie right now yeah. Tis for the autumn yeah i mean he's a little early it's very warm outside but <laughs> all right well let's jump right into those uh, answers uh number one once again atomic number 10 and it was a film about modeling from nicholas wedding reffin so i'm going to preface this um jeremy tried to help me with all of the films and uh i did my best with the numbers so hopefully this turned out to be a good collab this is one i knew straight away yeah. um having both seen the film and knowing the number uh but what did we go with uh, neon on that one. Oh, hey, that's good because we talked about it. We weren't sure, and we said neon. I believe that's a neon demon. I, I was I I was mildly confident that number ten was neon. So yeah. Yep, neon for the neon demon. All right. Number two, atomic number eighty or nineteen ninety eight film about uh, FBI agent protecting a code breaking kid. Oh, for that one, uh, we came up with uh, Mercury for Mercury Rising. Mm. We had similar ideas and said Mercury. Mercury is correct for Mercury wow. Rising. Number three, Atomic Number 79 or 2019 film that may or may not have come out yet. That's a reboot. I mean, a reboot of a cartoon. Yeah, we had a little trouble with this one. We ended up guessing lead. Okay. Um, you know, we actually hedged our bets and also said neon for this one. I thought it might have been like neon Evangelion. I believe that's a thing. And that was the only thing I could think of. So we said neon too. It is not that. Uh, Boots is actually a monkey from Dora the Explorer, and it is Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Uh, so gold is the answer. We danced around all I of the heavy ones. I always thought gold was lighter for some strange reason. No, right. it's, it's heavy. Number four, atomic number 50, or an animated joint effort from Sp- uh, Spielberg and Jackson. This one made me happy. Um, this is uh, Tin. Yeah, uh, thinking about the adventures of Tin Tin, we said Tin. The correct answer is Tin. Number five, atomic number 47, or a bad, very terrible 2007 superhero sequel featuring mocap and effects actor Doug Jones in a title role. It took me a little longer to come up with this one than I I liked, because I have seen the movie multiple times. I'm a sucker for superhero movies, whether they're good or bad. Uh, And we came up with uh, Silver for the Rise of the Silver Surfer. Yeah, as soon as they sat down, I said, damn it, it's the Silver Surfer. Uh, We thought this might have been a bad uh, Superman sequel and said Krypton. And it was Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. And for number six, what was he in the following year? That is the other one I could not pull. I was going through all the superhero movies I could think of in my head, and just that one was not coming to us. So uh, I don't think we have anything for that. Cobalt. Cobalt. Sure. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, Carlos, what, what was it? The sequel to Hellboy? What did you think the title was? Uh, the Golden Army, I think, is what the, the subtitle is. Yeah, so we so said gold. We went gold. It is gold again. Good oh, job. It was Hellboy. I just didn't think it had a subtitle. That's why he didn't get the number. Carlos. Yep. All right, number seven. Atomic number 33 or a 1944 dark comedy with Cary Grant. We didn't uh, We didn't know this one. We uh, we guessed Zirconium. Oh, that's cool. Uh, we thought you know, it might have been something on the silver screen, so it said silver. This is actually arsenic for arsenic <laughs> and old lace. Oh, oh wow. yeah. That's, that's a little dark. We oh, talked yeah. about, but... Okay, and uh, number eight, what did you have for Atomic Number 26 or a 1999 film featuring Vin Diesel in a voice role? 
Yeah, um, I knew right away 26 was Iron, so we didn't even bother to think about the film. Mm. It's one of my favorite animated films. Uh, it's the Iron Giant. He said Iron. And Iron is correct. All number right. nine, Atomic Number 6, or the film in which Denzel Washington received his introducing credit. Do you actually know the film? I don't think we discussed this. Um, I, I, I have the answer. <laughs> I know what it is. I can't remember the name of the film, the full name of the film, but yeah, uh, Atomic Number 6 is Carbon. Yeah, we were in the same boat. Uh, Carlos said six is carbon. We didn't know the movie, but we said carbon. Okay. It's a movie called Carbon Copy, so it is carbon. And finally, number 10, number 78, or a Frank Capra film from 1931 in which a rich woman marries a reporter. Yeah, another one we kind of uh, beat over for a while here and ended up just uh, more of a guess. We went with Platinum. Uh, Same thing here. We guessed Platinum. Platinum is correct for oh. Platinum Blonde. Ooh. Had the film. I'm so happy. Following the swing round, it looks like MC Hammer is at 65, and JJ No Abrams, or whatever you guys are called, are <laughs> at Diner. 55. Close so, game. So let's see. Where should we start round two? Let me take a look at my questions uh, here. Question seven. Here's a a, uh, a question. It's, it's question one in round two, which I have called football season has started. All right. Instead of being over. It's optimistic. Of the 11 instances that a player has passed for 5,000 yards in a season, one player has occupied five of these slots. Who that player? We can lock in. Is is his clue what I think it is? Yes. Oh. Okay. If that's, I mean, if that's the case, <laughs> oh. it's is Drew it? Brees. Okay. Because who dat is uh, the Saints. So Who dat? Who that? Drew Brees. <laughs> yeah, we said Drew Brees. All right. Uh, apparently, that was too easy. I don't know. It's a football question. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it is Drew, Drew Brees. Honestly, it's a hard question without the clue, I think. Oh, yeah. It's uh, what I would have guessed. Because well, yeah. every time I've <laughs> game no. on primetime with the Saints, it's always like 49 to 48 is yeah. the final, and Brees passes for like that 450 was, it was or a really uh, a really famous This Is Sports Center commercial where they're making fun of like local jocks, and it was always just, who that? Drew Brees. <laughs> and that's, and that's how I remember this all the time. You were thrown off by the ease that we answered yeah. that question. Yeah, it's because your first round was a murder fest. <laughs> <laughs> I, f- I feel better about this round already. Yeah, here In we fact, go. Ken was probably playing too much trivia murder party, and he was like, let's try this yeah. on the show. Who's the lead actor in Roadhouse? <laughs> <laughs> Neil! Okay, <laughs> following that one up with another sports question. What two similar sports were the only to be dropped from the Olympics since 1936, though they have been added again for the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo? And you're talking, so this is like a whole, a whole sport because it's not like a variation two, of a sport. Two similar sports okay. were dropped from the Olympics, the only ones to be dropped yeah. since 1936. They were recently re-added for the 2020 Olympics. So I don't know if they were there before, but they're similar, and I know they just got added to the not just, but they're on the 2020 docket for the, and they haven't, they weren't before. Yeah, and they're very similar. It's my best guess. Yeah. So I asked the clarification purpose just because I know that they're adding three on three basketball, and that's technically, I it's not, I wouldn't say it's a new sport then. It's kind of a variation of an existing sport. So I just wanted to make sure. I didn't know they were adding that. Yeah. yeah. Well, they 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 added a handful of new sports for 2020. I think one of them was surfing. I feel like another one might have been skateboarding. Yeah. So I I remember Ken talking about them adding surfing at a recent trivia thing we went to. So I'm pretty sure that's right. And it would make sense if it was a similar 
kind of style that it would be skateboarding. So I think skateboarding and surfing sounds good. Yep. If you're good with lock. Yep. Locked in. Yep. Um, we also went surfing and skateboarding. That's a great guess, but I'm pretty sure those two are new, new and not old, new. The uh, old, new ones are baseball and softball. Oh. Having been dropped, oh. now they are re-added. Gotcha. And surfing and skateboarding. Baseball. Yeah. Base- I remember watching baseball in the Olympics as a kid. Like Yeah. And that's that's actually why the World Baseball Classic started was when they dropped baseball. So, yeah, I I, I didn't realize baseball was dropped. Mm-hmm. Okay, number three. This will be a, a interesting one because yesterday we were recording and a similar question kind of came up, but I decided to just leave this in to see how good your guys' memories are. It's not good. After Joseph Stalin's death, Malenkov succeeded him as leader of the Soviet Union. His reign was short-lived as he was replaced by what figure? who did not star as himself in the 1990 Luc Besson film. That's why you knew that answer so well. Reluctant. Oh, reluctant. Okay. I think it's the person before Gorbachev. Does that sound right, time frame-wise? I I don't know. Can't even do the Gipper voice. (laughs) I know. I'm going to tear down this question, (laughs) Mr. Gorbachev. Mr. Gorbachev. There we go. Tear Uh, down this question. Thank you. Okay, um, we're going to say uh, Ivan Drago. <laughs> if he dies, he dies. This is one that I failed to remember, but should have known. <laughs> I believe this is uh, Nikita Khrushchev. Oh, yeah. The answer is Nikita Khrushchev. Oh. Did you get it because of La Femme Nikita? I did not. That was my film hint. Okay. I did not understand that But it that is Nikita all. Khrushchev. If you think I've gotten a film mm. hint, then you're giving me way more credit than I'm due. All right, number four. While tidal waves are just that, waves caused by the pull of tides and other weather events, tsunamis are specifically different as they are caused by water displacement from what phenomenon? Yeah. I got it. All right. Uh, we are locking in with earthquake. Mm. And I said the same, earthquakes. Yep. Underwater earthquakes or right. mudslides are both correct answers. It starts with an earthquake. Yep. All right. Great. Here's a silly one. Using the estimated age of the universe in a factor of billions of years, which of the following statements best describes the universe? A child who just enrolled in an alternative learning preschool where it costs $12,000 a year to play in dirt. A high school senior who has finally worked up the courage to ask Alexis to homecoming only to be met with a stunning rejection. An older millennial in line to order avocado toast while checking Slack on his smartphone for updates regarding his tech startup, or your Gen X mother writing deeply personally personal messages directly to your Facebook wall. The mm. rough age of the universe. Oh, geez. This is just going to Starting be... with the Big Bang, I suppose. Right. Yeah. Being oh, contrarian. I gotcha. I disagree with the number. So, yeah, <laughs> of course. Uh, so, th- I know the universe is relatively young, right? That's kind of right here. Right, I was I was leaning towards either the first or second. I think this is the 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 Neil, the the high school student <laughs> who is the Neil. <laughs> who, yeah, who is uh is spending his nights watching nineteen seventies B movies or whatever in high school. Uh, you think high school sounds good? Sure, sounds good. All right. Yep. Um. I think the universe we we estimated somewhere in the fourteen-ish billion range. So we we guessed the high school student. Yep, the estimate is between fifteen to twenty billion years old, mm. and uh, we are going with the senior. All right. So good job. Nice. After five questions in that round, looks like it's ninety-five to ninety-five. So Ooh. tight game after all. 
All right, Nick, number six. Take a letter out of an actor who has portrayed Dumbledore to get a West Coast African nation with the capital of Libreville. Letter, I forget which one. I got it. I got it. Awesome. We are locked in. Oh, then. yeah. Uh, it's uh, if it's Gambon, you'd remove the M. It would be Gabon. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yep. I just wanted to make sure I had the country. I'm bad with African geography. No, you're fine. Geography. That's what I'm here for. Barely. All right. All right. So you guys are locked in. Yep. What'd you say? Gabon. Michael Gabon and Gabon. Gabon is the correct answer. All right. Moving on. We all actually speak a little Swahili. Actually, I bet everyone here knows the Swahili word for lion. What is it? <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure. I have like 75% thumb. No, I like that. that. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Um, is it, do you think it's Simba? Ooh, yeah. That's, yeah, that, that, that sounds sound good. Right. Okay, sounds we're going gonna, gonna to lock in with Simba. I was, I was stuck on Hokuda Matata for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also, I feel like I heard this somewhere before and it made me laugh then too. And I, we also locked in with Simba. Yep. According to my research, Simba means lion and can also mean king. So maybe the title of the movie should be Simba Simba. <laughs> <laughs> it's less marketable probably. Now, now this one I was trying to work in this uh, the silly question about this thing I discovered exists in Japan in a limited amount. Obviously, this is not like widespread or anything, but it's called a wasp cracker, and it's literally a crapper. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a porta potty that you get stung by wasps in. That's horrible. <laughs> it's not much better. The wasp crapper. It's a it's a it's literally a cracker with wasps baked into it. Yes. Ugh. Which sounds just like a redundant insult, the wasp yeah. cracker. But um, <laughs> I couldn't really figure out how to uh, how to word that into a oh, question, I like it. so uh, I replaced it with this question: The Battle of Stirling Bridge is famous as a decisive victory of what historical commander? Others in the battle include Andrew de Moray, Earl of Soray, and Hugh de Cressingham. So, no, who is the victorious commander of the Battle of Stirling Bridge? You guys locking in? Yeah, yeah, we're locked in. Sorry. All right. Uh, what are you thinking, Carlos? I'm bad at history is what I'm thinking. Oh, me too. Um, whenever it comes with these kind of things, I usually guess Napoleon, and I was right one time. So, you know, I like those odds. Let's go back say. to that well. Why not? Yeah, we're going to say Napoleon. <sighs> I was hoping you wouldn't because we also locked in with Napoleon. I was hoping neither of you would lock in with Napoleon <laughs> because it's not the right answer. Oh, uh, no. This guy's better known for his blue face paint and uh, kilts, even though oh, both are probably uh, inaccurate. Uh, based on the movie. William uh, Wallace. Yeah. Yep. All right. Question nine. Alembic, head cut, and tail cut are terms used in what craft? Alembic, head cut, and tail cut are terms used in what craft? How do you spell the first word? Yeah. A-L-E-M-B-I-C. Okay. Does it sound familiar, Carlos? Not really. Right. <laughs> Good. Because <laughs> me either. And it's I was good like, to be on the same page as you, yeah, teammate. Right. <laughs> we, we nailed these teams. I'm thinking something in that uh, materials mm-hmm. realm. Craft singles. I'm just going to... There's a lot of good ones here. I mean, I could I could make it even more complicated by adding like three more I'm thinking of. So I'm going to let you pick. Oh, great. <laughs> I've trusted you on a couple of these, which turned out all right. So, <sighs> all right, so they're locked in. Um, any ideas here? What were you thinking? So, the term Olympic reminds me something to do with like alchemy or distillation or something like that. So, I'm okay. maybe leaning towards some sort of alcohol, alcohol making, possibly. But I don't know where head cut or tail cut would come into play there. Okay, yeah, that that could be a little. Uh, a little tricky, but I mean, I mean, like whiskey making or like maybe home brewing. 
Maybe something. Maybe, there. yeah. Let's I, let's say how about home brewing? Sure. It's a craft people like. We're gonna say home brewing. And uh we I, I don't know, I, I had oh, a that different sounds right. Yeah, I had a whole lot of different reasonings for everything I wrote down here. Um we ended up going with tailoring because I was thinking like tail cut on the back mm-hmm. of the coat or like the head cut could maybe be more rounded at the back. Mm-hmm. And alembic maybe was the straight across or something like that. Yeah, I think an alembic is like a measuring device or something now. I don't know. Could okay. be. So yeah, we locked in with tailoring. Okay. I'm going to give credit to MC Hammer because <laughs> hey. uh, the correct answer is distillation. All right. Um, the alembic is the uh, the kind of device used. Uh, as you said, it's, it's pretty much the container used for um, the distillation process. Head cut is the first uh, product that comes out and the tail cut is the last. Awesome. Nice. And usually both suck. It's the yeah, stuff I, in the middle that you want. I think when I was like 21, I took a brewery tour, and this is all coming back to me now yeah. that we're saying it out loud. <laughs> all right. Final question of uh, regulation. Apart from being a prolific builder of quite fantastical castles, Ludwig II, one-time king of Bavaria, was also known for his relationship, friendship, and sponsorship of what composer? What was the name again? Ludwig II. So, fun fact, one of the Koopa kids in Super Mario 3 is named after Ludwig. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but um, that doesn't help. They're all named, and most of them are named after musicians and composers, uh, which doesn't help me get any closer to this. Um, Who's Lemmy? Lemmy's named after the guy from Motorhead. <laughs> ah, of course. That's, that's actually yeah. true. That's yeah. why he throws aces of spades at you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just lock in with that. Sure. Any insight on this one? Not really. Um, I'm just trying to think of time period. It's kind of throwing me off a little bit because it's like I think it's older than who I'm thinking of. I can't remember if if Ludwig II. Uh, I might I may very much be misremembering a story here, but I feel like there was a, a rather interesting eccentric uh, ruler who um, maybe also had an illicit affair with this person they were sponsoring. I don't know if that rings any bells for you. Okay, no, I, I'm with you. Go ahead. And, all right. <laughs> I wish I could push it any further. I didn't know if it was something that you might pick up from um no it's just like a little bit older than i know i'm like off my head i'm naming off like popular composers but i don't think any of them really fit the story or the going, area you're going with like the mozart bach yeah beethoven um tchaikovsky i think this is more german i think tchaikovsky was russian yeah um wagner is that too late i mean it's the right i don't know about the right time frame but right area i think ludwig von beethoven would be way too obvious um Unless he's trying to throw us like a softball. No, nah, have you seen this game? He's not <laughs> trying to throw softballs. He's yeah. doing okay. He's doing fine. Softball was actually in question two. That's true. <laughs> that was the that was the softball, and, and softball. we and we both whiffed. We'll go. We'll go Wagner. Mm. We went with the Mozart. The correct answer is Richard Wagner. Oh, so good job nice working pull. your way to it. Yep. That's the end of regulation, and the game is still tied. It's 125 to 125, so mm-hmm. it's going to be an exciting finale here. It's all going to come down to the wagering. All right, so your categories for the final are duos. Number two is fictional celebrity endorsements. Number three is lunacy. Number four, early James Bond. And number five is guess who. So the uh, players have quickly entered their wagers, and the first question is in duos. So the question is, Parker and Barrows is a duo of people who usually went by their first names. What are those more famous first names? 
Number two, fictional celebrity endorsements. While Homer and Bart Simpson attend the Super Bowl, Lisa and Marge play with an egg magic set endorsed by what celebrity? It's good to know that when calling the helpline regarding the missing feet, that though he is dead, the crypt can never tame him. Number three, lunacy. A blood moon is an alternate name for a red-colored moon that occurs during what specific event? Number four, early James Bond. The 1967 spoof James Bond film Casino Royale was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Original Song, written by Burt Bacharach and performed by Dusty Springfield. What is the song? And five, guess who? Minnie Ripperton is her mother, Paul Thomas Anderson is her husband, and Gwyneth Paltrow and Jack Black were her former classmates. Who am I talking about? Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off, an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-Off launches April 9th. Okay, after some discussion, looks like all the answers are now in. So the first question was in Famous Duos. Uh, what uh, duo... Their last name is Barrow, uh, Parker and Barrows, but are better known by their first names. Uh, for that one, we locked in with the famous duo of Bonnie and Clyde. Mm-hmm. And what did we wager on that? And we wagered 15. Oh, we wagered 15 and also went with the infamous duo Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> 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 Looks like uh, J.J. No Abrams will be picking up points. It is mm-hmm. Bonnie and Clyde, so good job there. Number two, fictional celebrity endorsements. Whose egg magic set were uh, Lisa and Marge playing with, with the missing feet? Uh, we wagered 10 points, and uh, we guessed Vincent Price. 
Because the crypt thing kind of kept coming back at us. The crypt can never tame him. Yes, as a person who's seen this episode 8 million times, we wager 10 points, and it's not quite enough points we wager. It's Vincent Price. It is Vincent Price, and his uh, nephew Jody (laughs) will help you out with the missing feet. All right, number three, lunacy. A blood moon is an alternate name for a red-colored moon that occurs during what specific event? Yeah, we were... were we may have gone like too deep on this one, but we wagered five and we ended up going with a gravitational lensing. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit, bit too deep there. It's a lunar eclipse. Yeah. We wagered 15. Yep. The answer is lunar eclipse. Pretty oh, simple there. I talked us out of that. I, th- I thought the lunar eclipse is just the uh, shadow going across the moon from the earth. Yeah. But for some reason, the moon actually turns red. Once you get it, it's fully in the shadow. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. All right. Next, uh, number four, early James Bond. The 1967 spoof James Bond film was nominated for a Academy Award for Best Original mm-hmm. Song by Burt Bacharach and performed by Dusty Springfield. What song is that? We wagered 20 points, which may have been a mistake. Um, the only Dusty Springfield song we could come up with was Son of a Preacher Man. Hmm. Uh, we wagered five points, and I was just thinking about the scene in Austin Powers where Burt Bacharach sings, and we said, what the world needs now. Does he play his hits? Well, uh, one of his uh, bigger hits was The Look of Love. Mm-hmm. It's in your eyes, Jeff. So no points there. And uh, uh, We wagered five on that one. Also. That's also in Austin Powers. Yeah. <laughs> that threw me off. Early James Bond, I got excited. I know all the early James Bond movies mm-hmm. and a whole bunch about them, and then you threw Casino Royale. <laughs> yeah, you know. The Woody it Allen ex- it film exists. at me. <laughs> All right, finally, number five, guess who? It may come down to this. Minnie Ripperton is her mother. Paul Thomas Anderson is her husband. Gwyneth Paltrow and Jack Black were her former classmates. Who am I talking about? We wagered uh, 15 on this one, and uh, we got very fortunate because we figured out that is Maya Rudolph. Oh, that's that makes sense. Uh, we wagered uh, 10 and we thought maybe P.T. Anderson was married to Jillian Anderson. That would make sense, but no, it is Maya Rudolph. Mm. Okay, we have tabulated the scores. Looks like MC Hammer dropped uh, five points mm-hmm. to 120. And uh, the J.J. No Abrams, or whatever the hell you're called, <laughs> gained 15 <laughs> points. So you're at 140. You're today's cream of the crop. Woo! You know that I'm the cream of the crop. Oh, good job, guys. Yeah, nice game. Good job, partner, pulling out the uh, Maya Rudolph there at the end, too. Yes, that was very valuable. Yeah. Clutch. What do you think? Too hard, too easy, just right? First round felt a lot of fun. The rest of it was pretty much fun at all. I think it was a delightful romp. What do we we think about the No Neil episode? Did we like it? Did we hate it? More more No Neil. If Neil was in this room right now, I would say that he's (laughs) not welcome back. What do you think about this No Neil episode, Neil? Uh, well, uh, I kind of like it because I was able to put my feet up and uh, do a little soak and a little sauna. What are you doing here, Neil? Yeah. You're supposed to be away. You always show up right in the middle. Just well, just I guess at the, at end. the end. He's just in a towel. It's terrible. Like yeah. He just wanders around his own it's home. disgusting. Like God, it fell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the visuals. Well, we'll, the visuals. Well, thank you for adding that uh, vision, uh, Jeremy. Uh, and thank you for joining us on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for your support as well. Uh, and, uh, of course, Skyping into us, Carlos Castillo, ca- uh, Cruiserweight Champion. Thank you again for joining Matt. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to give a shout-out to uh, my brothers and sister-in-law, uh, Tomas and Megan. Uh, Tomas is really the one that started getting me into the trivia podcast, so wanted to 
give a shout out to them. And uh, by the time this episode comes out, they should be expecting their first child any day now. So congratulations to them. Nice. Congrats. Thanks for having me, guys. It was uh, was fun. Great. I'm glad you had fun. And uh, for my co-host, Jeff, Matt, and I guess Neil, too, even though he's uh, somewhere naked in the distance, my name is Ken, and that is Triviality. Wait. Nope. Too late. F- you. Number Sorry, that was really loud. <laughs> one of the, the, I think the bad sequel is the Silver Surfer. Ha. F- f- you. I think it oh. Is. That's one we just got. Damn. As soon as he said that, that's what it popped in my head. What did he say? I don't know, but something jogged Silver Surfer <laughs> in my head. That's what happened to me. I finally remembered who Jug Jones was. Like. Jug Jones. Jug Jones. <laughs> that's his. Uh, that's his porn name. <laughs> yeah.